confessing our human disease, the peace of the kingdom of heaven, and once that was out to bind on earth to be bound in heaven, and once that was out to loose on earth to be loose in heaven. In other words, God was telling us that we had to find Satan, but Satan is not by himself. And many times we only say, Satan, I bind you, but we must now say, Satan, I bind you, I bind your angelic race, and I bind your demon spirit. And where do we bind them up at? We bind them from where there's the gate. We bind them in the heavenlies, the earth realm, the underworld, and the underseas in the name of Jesus Christ. See, you dealing with a born again believer. But King James Reader, when they come to put in work, I got more stripes than a zebra. Caesar, demon, murder, I'm in progress. I'm gripping up on him, so like his name was Cyrus. Then I put two up in where he digest. White stress, I guess. Put it down on sight, so I guess you can't deal with the feel. Let it on the skill, let me get this off of my chest. Why, yes, I'm just a spirit, oh, yeah, pillar. Like pillar, blood spiller. To make it blunt, a straight demon killer. The other day I had a dream, it seemed that I was crowned the king. Giving the kingdom in the black queen. But I told the kingdom bye. And I kiss the king goodbye Cause I'm the boss up in the ghetto when the demons die See I don't have no love for demons and they don't love me So I got my KJV and I put it down constantly Take the story over the strong man When I'm from five nine and I'm He's always on my mind and I'm going to sleep and I'm dreaming of finding him Always like age of waking darkness in a hundred ways You take my soul like bubble fast and spray a hundred days In the know it's like a gorilla Bleeding the blood over your villa It's a sanctified blood war Demon killer, killer
And that was Gospel Gangsters. That was an old one, but it's always a good one. Every time we deal with the spiritual warfare uh, topic, I always like to play that. Now, of course, we know you can't kill a demon, but I still like the spirit behind that video, that audio. Just love it. And I like the part where they say, uh, the enemies keep bothering me. I'm going to fast and pray a hundred days. Because y'all know fast and prayer give you extra Extra sensitivity to the spiritual realm. Did you know that? Fasting and prayer, yes, yes. So whoever taught them and teaching them very well. Again, that's an old clip, though. I'm sure there are pioneers that cast out demons now. Anyway, how's everybody doing? How is everybody doing? I really mean that. Uh, Hopefully everybody's doing well. I know I've had a trying day, even up to this very second, this very moment. I've had issues with uh, family members just... Believe me, spiritual warfare is real, and I'm not calling everything tonight on the devil. The devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. Nah, this is spiritual real warfare, spiritual real warfare. Real demons, real devils, real angels, a real Holy Spirit, and uh, real victories over the enemy tonight. So hopefully everybody's doing well tonight. Welcome to another episode uh, with Five Smooth Stones, this is Brother Seth, and we're coming at you on a Monday, and I apologize, this show is throwing so many people off, several things happen, I got a, um, a last minute message from, uh, well, my job having to work tomorrow, and I can't do the show tomorrow night, Tuesday night, which is when I've been telling everybody it's going to be, so we have to change it to the night, and I sent out a message, but the message I sent out still had, the message that I sent out saying, Join us tonight had tomorrow's date on it. So hopefully y'all understood that the date was just wrong and you are listening to me as we speak. I want to thank everybody for being on time. Those of you that did understand me with uh, with the bad date, um, printed right in front of you, you went ahead and, and looked at what I wrote and followed, uh, followed us to the show tonight. I want to thank y'all for cluing into the spirit on that. Uh, but anyway, folks, uh, what I'm going to do is allow just a few more people to come, as I always do, because there's some people that make every show, almost every show, and when I don't see them, I just feel like we just should give them a little time, you know, because these are kind of like the so-called bread and butter, if you will, if I can say that. And so I want to give them time to come, and uh, then we're going to get deep, deep, deep into tonight. But before I get into tonight's show on um Advanced spiritual warfare and the world behind everything, this secret world, this underworld, this spiritual world behind everything. We can see, taste, touch, smell, and hear. Before I get into that, I want to remind everybody we do have a website. We do have a website. It is fairly new. It's been around, but we haven't always been around to... um, Build it up. So it's been in the construction for a while, but we do have a website, and there is lots of stuff on that website. I put some stuff recently. So if you haven't been in a while, go by there, check it out. Please join the website, folks. Join as many sites as you can that you see is preaching and some of the things that you are convicted about, okay? Support people. I don't ask for money. Some shows do. I don't ask for money. I don't have a PayPal account even. I do, but I don't have it on my on my website because it ain't about money to me. Now, I must admit, those that do have 
it on their site. It's not. I'm not saying that they are about money. It's actually wise to have that, but I just haven't got it on there yet. It's coming though, but uh, it's not. It, it, it's to me, and I, again, it should be on the site, but it's not there. So I'm not knocking those that do have it. But folks, listen. I really, really, really am trying to get truth out. Anything I've experienced that has been a blessing to me and all my family, I mean, and that stood the test of times, and it's a true bona fide miracle, true workings of the Most High, true experiences of the Most High, you've heard about it probably already on this show because I'm emptying my spirit out to the, to all that will listen. And uh, that's pretty much, I'm sure, why I was called to the ministry. Because the most I know that I'm above all, I want to help people. I want to enlighten people. I want to be a blessing to people. To me, there is nothing higher you can do for your brothers and sisters on this planet than to share with them knowledge and that knowledge translate into a blessing for them. That is just got to be the highest, highest high. It brings me more pleasure than anything I have ever experienced on the earth. Again, to share a concept or a precept or scriptures or a revelation, and it translated to somebody's life into a blessing. Maybe you sharing with them, you know, the love of the Father, and they no longer believe that the Father don't know them, but He loves and He cares for them, and that love helps their self-esteem, and you can see it. Or maybe it's the, the revelation of how the Most High wants heal, and and you see it in their life; it manifests, and they are actually healed by some, you know. Or it may be whatever it is that you or I will share. And people take that information in and it's blessed. That is the highest high. And I, I I keep chasing that feeling. I keep chasing that satisfaction. You know, of course, you know, it's all due to the Father's will and not my will. But I love what it does to my spirit to see this. And that's why I have this blog. And that's why since 1982, when I was called to preach, I've been doing just that, sharing with people. Not necessarily in the pulpit, because personally, I don't think I'm called to do just that. That's only one way to get truth out. It's probably 99% of the other ways to get truth out is not even in the pulpit. And this is where the real ministers show up at. So, folks, again, thank you all for joining uh me for another episode of Blog Talk Radio. Again, this is the show. Um, we normally have this on, on Tuesday. Normally this is called Race Matters, but this is the show, uh special show tonight where we're looking at um where we're looking at um spiritual warfare and look like I see somebody that just you know, popped into the chat room. I think I know that number. Uh, welcome my brother and we'll get to you in a second. Um but everybody on the phone lines in the chat room, I really want to thank y'all for for being early. It's very important you be early, so you won't miss out on nothing. So again, we're going to give uh, uh, everybody just a little bit more time. So let's do this. Let's take a let's take a, um, a quick uh, break, and we'll be right back. Just allow a few more people to come, and then we'll get started with this subject that we started on last Thursday. 
and that is advanced spiritual warfare and the world behind everything. Advanced spiritual warfare and the world behind everything. And this show is a response to the show on Thursday. Thursday we've had hundreds to reply, to respond, to listen. And so this show is dissecting that show, looking at that show, some of the things that was said. I knew some of the stuff y'all heard was kind of far out there. It was really out there. It kind of sounds spooky, didn't it? Well, we'll talk about that once we come back from break and others, other things. Also, we're going to have some people join us to share their spiritual testimonies, how they have experienced spiritual work, how they have experienced uh, angelic presence uh, or demonic activity or even the power of the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Spirit. These people are walking around you every day. You probably send me Walmart, Kmart, uh, at church or do work, and you have no clue that these people are dealing and is very familiar and very sensitive to the spiritual realm. So we'll be right back. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this show. Get out your notepads, tape recorders, whatever you got to do. You don't want to miss the information that's about to go forth. This is an old one. I thought I'd play it to remind us who and what this show is all about. Check out this old song by Andre Krause. It's a good one. I'm telling you, listen to the lyrics, and we'll be right back.
Okay, folks, we're back. Again, thank y'all for joining us on another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the host, Five Smooth Stones. I'm Brother Seth. I am Brother Seth. That's what most of y'all call me anyway. Again, tonight we're dealing with this very, uh, very popular topic from uh, last Thursday called Advanced Spiritual Warfare and the World Behind Everything. There is a world behind everything you see, taste, touch, and smell in here. As a matter of fact, if you only know about that world, you really haven't been living because there's a whole nother life behind this realm. I shouldn't say you haven't been living. That's, that's lack of better terms. I would say you're a very naive person because everything you can see, taste, touch, and smell is temporary. It has an expiration date to it. Just look around you. You know, that building might last 100 years, but then it ain't going to last 500 years. You know, it's going to eventually fall, and even metal itself has a expiration date to it. It may live a long time. A lot of things, may, a lot of skeleton remains may be, may be around for thousands of years, but then after so many thousands of years, it too turned to dust. Everything you see, taste, touch, and smell turned to dust. Everything, everything. But now there is a realm right before your eyes. There are beings that are timeless. They've always existed. There are universal laws. The laws that the Most High have established is older than Earth itself. So we got universal laws as old as I don't know what, and we got beings with our bodies called spirits, which is what you got, what's going to happen to you when you when you leave this realm, you'll go join that realm. So it would probably be very important for you to learn as much as you can about the spiritual realm. Last week we had on some sisters, very powerful sisters. I don't think I talked to, to, to some. Uh, to some saints that deep, that strong in a long, long time. And what they did, the one sister, Sister Jennifer, had actually been used by the Most High to deliver these other sisters that she had on. And uh, I thought it was very impressive to hear how the Most High used Sister Jennifer to get those women delivered. Y'all heard the sisters talk about spirits, speaking through their bodies. And at one point, one spirit rose up in somebody, an evil spirit, 
and it called out an evil spirit in another person. And these spirits was arguing using two different bodies, which is some crazy, crazy stuff. I don't think I've ever heard that before. And you've heard uh, uh, Sister Jennifer talk about the Most High using her with discerning of spirits. Well, I don't want to get too deep on y'all, but as we've talked about this so many times before, and it's sure y'all should know by now, that this stuff, these activities, this behavior is all in the scriptures. Ain't none of this, none of this unaccounted for. So tonight, y'all hear me talk about this all the time. That's all I talk about, spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, and spiritual warfare. So tonight, I'm going to bring on some people that's going to share their own testimony. I, I don't know what they're going to say, to be very honest with you. They didn't let me know everything they're going to say. So what we'll do is we'll bring them on. I promise you, I have no clue what they're going to say. I may agree with them on some things. I may disagree with them on some things. So we don't know. But we do know one thing that they will talk about, and that is their eyewitness or their proof or their um, experiences with this spiritual realm. Now, it's very important y'all understand something. We're not just talking about this for the sake of talking about it, just to spook y'all out and get some ratings and get a lot of people listening and get, oh, you know, that's not what this is about. Please. Many of y'all have been studying the Bible. I've got a lot of Facebook friends. I have over 1,600 last I checked. And I know a good 1,400 of y'all are Hebrew Israelites. That means you believe that uh, black people are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And some of y'all get stuck on this fleshly eye revelation. It is a powerful revelation. It is a powerful revelation. But the Most High is doing something even bigger than that. Even though I agree with you, I see it. It has blessed me. It has helped me understand the Bible. It has been a key to understand end-time events, to understand the, the, the nation of Israel. I need that information. I need that revelation. So, I'm thankful for that because Israel is like a time clock. Certain things happen in Israel, and that's how you know that when the end is going to approach. So I'm with y'all. Yes, let's identify who the real Israelites are. But the Most High blinded this nation a long time ago that he might bring in the Gentiles. And now he seeks those that seek him from their heart. He is no longer just dealing with Israel. He's dealing with spiritual Israel and even natural Israel, bloodline natural Israel, whoever they are. And many people think y'all cuckoo for believing, think we're cuckoo for believing that African Americans is one of the lost tribes of Israel. Many people think we're cuckoo, but it really don't matter in the sense that the Most High is looking for spiritual Israel, even out of natural Israel, whoever natural, biological, bloodline, DNA Israel is. They've got to please the Most High with their heart. He is looking for those that seek after him with their heart and spirit, simple and plain. So speaking of heart and spirit is going to bring us at some point to spiritual warfare, and that's what we're dealing with tonight. You've got to understand, folks, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. As many things as 
our white brothers and sisters have allowed the enemy to do through them to us, they are not, have never been, can never be, will never be your enemy. I'm going to say it again. They're not, have not, is not, never will be your enemy. They're vessels that's being used by the enemy, those same people. That that look like they could never do anything godly can be used by the Holy Spirit and the Most High as well. So tonight we're going to talk about First Corinthians twelve, the gifts of the Spirit. What it what are the gifts of the Spirit? How this Holy Spirit comes into a body? All spirits got one thing in common. All spirits want a body. They want a body. They want a body. They want to jump in a body and use that body to their master's glory. Evil spirits want to gain control over people to bring their master glory, and the Holy Spirit wants control of our bodies to bring his master, the most high, glory. Spirits want a body. Spirits want a body. That's one thing all spirits have in common. They all want a body. But the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's a gentleman. You have to invite him in. You have to you have to accept the Holy Spirit. You have to ask the most high for the Holy Spirit, the power. You know? Remember the in the book of Acts, it was asked, Have you received the power since you believe? If it came automatically, why would they ask that question? You have to receive, you have to ask for the Holy Spirit. And it's power. And you have to submit. You have to live your life to where you can hear. And you can't hear the Holy Spirit with a whole lot of sin and hanging out with a whole bunch of folks that's godless. So anyway, tonight, I'm not going to waste any more time. What I want to do is um, I'm going to go ahead and go to this particular call because I know that they are on limited time. And I want to hear them share about what the most I have done in their life uh, with regards to spiritual warfare and uh, this is I'm coming at eight one seven two nine three eight one seven two nine three. I'm coming to you very shortly, and I just want you to share with the people. Uh, I think I know who this is. I want you to share with the people uh, what you have experienced with regards to spiritual warfare. There are people listening. I'm telling you right now before I bring you on that do not believe in evil spirits. They think it's a hoax. They think we're crazy. They think we're a little loony, blaming the devil, pitchfork and two horns in the head. That's what they think we believe in, which that's not what we believe in. And they don't believe in angels. They don't believe in angels as messengers. They don't don't believe in cherubims. They don't believe in none of that. And they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They think in more lines of psychology and they that's where they're at. But they do believe in the most high and they do believe in the scripture. So having said that, area code eight one seven two nine three, you are on the air. Who am I speaking with? Humphrey Bridge. Okay, this is Humphrey Bridge, Brother Humphrey. Welcome to the show. I think this is your first time calling and I wanna welcome you to the show and I um y'all just so y'all know, Humphrey and I used to attend Calvary together, uh it was a church uh in Fort Worth. A, a, a predominantly white church For those of y'all think I don't like white people Which I don't know why you would think that Because I told y'all this is a love show We love everybody here But I'm sometimes hard on them Because there's so much that the enemy is using them to do But Humphrey and I attended this church That was predominantly white Very large church Very good teaching on spiritual warfare And not to mention Humphrey got some for you I know he's because he I, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to hear what he's going to say Because I know over the years 
this brother have been through a lot. So, Humphrey, share with those that do not believe in the presence of evil spirits. They don't believe in angels. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit. What do you have to say to them? First thing I got to realize, the spiritual world is the real world. Even though we live in this earthy world, the spiritual world is the real world. And people got to understand Satan has been around a whole lot longer than we have. So he's a master of deception. He's a master of lies. There's no truth in him. And uh, without the Holy Spirit, without knowing God, you can't know the truth. And many people are deceived because they believe in what they see. See, seeing will get you in trouble. And not what you see is what you believe. The Holy Spirit would open your eyes to a lot of things. Enemy is a liar. He's a father. Bible says he's a father of lies. He's been around a whole lot longer than we have been. Matter of fact, he refers spirit outside of Adam, but way back in the garden. So he's got a lot of years of experience. That's really why man, without the Lord and without the Holy Spirit, he he can't know the enemy tactics. And without God, you you never know the enemy tactics. He, he can. Bible says he can even uh, fool the elite. That's when we have to stay in prayer. We have to know God's word. Without the words, the word is the truth. Without the word, there's no truth. So, you know, people can believe what they want to believe. That's not going to change anything. God's word is found. There, there is an enemy. His name is Satan. He's a fallen angel. And without God, reveal that truth. You, you are deceived. And you You're breaking up. Repeat and what you just said. I just said, without the word of God, without the Holy Spirit leading you, since Satan is a master of lies, people—I mean—he can talk to you in the hell, but believing, making people believe that there there is no hell, but there is, because the Bible says this, and God said He's not a man that should lie, son of man that should repent. So, people can say what they want to say; it's not going to change anything. The sad thing about it, you can know the truth. But if you die without that truth, you won't end up in a a fiery lake and there's no return. You once you're there, you can't get out, and that's the sad thing. A lot of people deceive, you know, because they want to believe what they want to believe, like it's going to change things. But it's not going to change anything. It's just like a car. A car is a car, and then you can't make it out of a truck. Let me ask you this, Humphrey. What one-on-one activities have you seen with evil spirits? I mean, with the presence of evil spirits that you know for without a shadow of doubt you came involved with the evil spirit or with the angel or the Holy Spirit might share, share some with you and you went and told somebody and, they, and it blew their mind. I mean, share some things that people just don't hear every day where it highlights these this, this activity in the spiritual realm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had a... Well, one thing I can say, I've, I've had a God open my eyes to the spiritual world. You know, I've seen people possessed. Uh, the Bible says the eyes the one of the soul. And the Holy Spirit can show you things that the natural eye couldn't see and wouldn't even understand. But like I said, I've, I've seen miracles. I've had miracles. Now, uh, now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's talk about a few of them just, just to make it more... You know, person, place. You know, let's talk about what exactly did you experience. People want to know what do you mean you experienced a miracle. You talking about you walked outside and you saw the sun? Okay, I mean, I, 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 I gave one miracle years ago. 
uh, I was putting the battery in my car, and the top came off of it, and I got the full force of battery acid in my eyes. Now this yellow stuff started coming out. I went to the doctor. The doctor says the miracle didn't blind me. Right now, that's back when I was in my early 20s. Here I am, I'm 62 years old, and I still have 20-20 vision. That acid should have took my eyes out, but God protect my eyes. And, I, and, and the average person, even young people, don't have 20-20 vision. So that was just one miracle. Okay. Miracle, I'm a truck driver. Out of truck back in the 80s, it's going to 50 miles an hour. I went over this hill. All of a sudden, the traffic had stopped. And I didn't have enough time to stop because I was just too close on the track. And I just reminded God of Psalm 91. Something just grabbed the back of my truck and just Now, hit. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is Psalms 91? Because a lot of people don't know what that is. Psalm 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place in the most high. God said, He gives the angels charge to keep us in all our ways. So, if you, you know, if you believe in the angels, God said, give the angels to protect us. Like, God has the holy angel, and Satan has the evil angel. God's angels protect, Satan's angels deceive and try to kill you. That's between the, the difference between the two angels. You got good angels, you got bad angels. But you always and the bad, angel, the bad angels, the bad angels are the fallen angels, the one we call demons. That's right. Them, them just, the angels try to get you to see. And then a lot of people think a lot of their thoughts, they're not your thoughts. A lot of thoughts you have are. are the enemy know how to use your man. Like I said, he's been around for a thousand, thousand. He got more experience than we all have. But when you got the Holy Spirit, you got the most. You got the you you got the top. I don't want to say it like that, but you got the top dog. <laughs> you you got the one that knows every move Satan makes. See, Satan is limited. God is not. God knows everything. Satan only know what you tell him. You know, and if, you know, he only know about. Your moves. Uh, how now, what do you what, what, what do you mean? Satan only know what you tell him. Okay, out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Uh, you may be feeling tired. Well, you voice that, and then they can use that, and all of a sudden you start feeling tired. See what I'm saying? Your words. And old song, sticks and stones will break my bones. Words will never hurt me. Words will kill you. That's what people understand. Words will literally kill you because you you speaking. God spoke the earth existing. Same when you speak, your words carry authority. If you speak good thing, you got God words to back you up. If you speak bad thing, the enemy gonna get on that and use that word against you. That's and just so y'all know, important. just just just. Hold on a second, Humphrey. Just so y'all know, Humphrey ain't just blowing some, you know, just 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 whistling Dixie. I want to give y'all some scripture to back up what he just said. Now, Humphrey just said that a brother just said that words can kill you. Now, I want you to listen to what Christ said. This is John 14 and verse 30. Quickly get your Bibles. John 13. 14 and verse 30. This is Christ speaking. Humphrey, there's a lot of noise on your line, but I don't think you can help it. I think it's just a bad line. 
But listen, um, Christ is speaking. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh, and he, and it said, the prince of this world cometh, and hath nothing in me. One more time, verse 30. Hereafter, he's talking to his disciples. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, and hath nothing in me. What he's saying is, I'm not going to say much to you because the enemy is coming. He don't know what's inside of me, but the more I speak, the more he knows what's inside of me. You kind of have to read between the lines on that. But again, one more time, hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world coming and had nothing in me. So there's another time he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He, he got word that Lazarus had died, and he told his disciples, I, let's go to Jerusalem. I have to go and wake Lazarus. I think it was Jerusalem. I could have the city wrong. And they said, well, why are you going away to Jerusalem to wake up Lazarus? He said, let's go. We must go wake Lazarus. And they said, Master, why are we going away to Jerusalem to wake up a man? If he sleep, he's no, he sleep. Why would you go away? And then he finally had to say, Lazarus has died. Just before he raised Lazarus from the dead, many people missed this. Most people don't even catch this. Christ actually bring that up to the Father when he's praying. He said, for their sakes, I said that. Because he has said Lazarus dead, and, and that's not the language of Christ, because he knows nobody can die in his presence. But just so they can understand, he said Lazarus dead. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. The Bible says, life and death is in the, uh, all in the tongue. Humphrey. I just want to let people know that there is something to this speaking and, and, and life being in the tongue. Go ahead. Yeah, there's death and life in the power of the tongue. So you got to watch what you say. I mean, the enemy will take your word and run with it. God's word will bless you, and the world will kill you. That's when you have to watch what you say. I mean, just like a a job, uh, you, you believe in for a job, you can't be talking about, well, they may not hire me or, uh, they might not give me a chance. You you can't look at that. You look at that. Look at the positive side. You have to take a step of faith and say, "Well, I'm believing I'm gonna have this job." You go out and take a. I'll take. I'll put it back. Before I started, when I was young, before I started driving truck, I didn't have no experience, and I just stood on God's word. And the guy told me, "So, well, no, I really need somebody that that's got driving experience." So I just turned my back on it. I said, "God, I just thank you for the job." And the guy turned, said, "Nah, come on, give me. I, I'll give you a chance." That was my miracle right there. So I've been driving truck over 30 years because I stood on God's word. I take another job I went to. The lady said, well, we're not hiring. I kept going back, kept going back. I was persistent. She finally said, man, you're just not going to give us. I said, no, I'm not going to give up. God bless her. I got that job. So you got to be persistent. If you really believe in something, you really want something, you got to be persistent. Because now, Alfred, you got you to bear with me. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Because a lot of people will probably say, well, if anybody keeps trying hard enough, they'll get some. If you just kept on going to any job, someone later they're going to hire you. So that wasn't God. I don't know if you can attribute that to God. I mean, this is how some people think. They're very, I deal with them all the time on this show. So what I want to do to get an enemy a black eye, so to speak, not them. I'm not saying them people is the enemy, but the the real enemy. 
share with us some other things that you've become, because you've been around a long time. I know this brother, folks. Y'all just have no clue. This brother's been around a long time. Just share some other uh, encounters with evil spirits, even if you didn't have the opportunity to cast them out, just encounters with them, encounters with angels or encounters with a word you got and somebody went and you shared it with them and they went, how did you know that? You know, some along these lines. Well, you, you one thing you you know is the Holy Spirit. Cause like I said, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Uh, the Bible says, "God's sheep know His voice. Voice is a stranger we won't follow." So, anytime there is friction there, we know that's not God. For God is a God of peace. I take for instance, okay, my sister-in-law years ago. She was in the incident. She 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 got killed, but the Holy Spirit. We was wondering what what happened, stuff like that. And the scripture came to me. God allowed an enemy to destroy us, her flesh, in order to save her soul, because he knows she kept on continuing that sin, that she was gonna lose her soul. So what he did, he had the enemy use the enemy to take her out. Now God will do that sometime, because He loves us just that much. He ready for the enemy to take us out, for us to just keep on, keep on in that sin, end up losing our soul and to go to hell. Because once you go to hell, there's, there's no escape. You know, on this side, God's a God of grace, mercy, love, a lot of good stuff. And a lot of people say, oh, God won't let nobody go to hell. Now, God, you got your own will. That's what people need to understand. God will let you go anywhere you want to go because you got your own will. Now, he won't go against you, Will. He, he he can put you in opposition where he'll try to, you know, work things out. But ultimately, the decision, if you go to hell, you send yourself to hell. God don't send nobody to hell. But let me ask you this, because let me uh, uh, ask you this. Have you ever, ever had the, the uh, opportunity to cast out evil spirit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I prayed for people and said, see them delivered. It was like in total. Well, give us an account. Give us an account of that. Like, what exactly happened? Well, the person was kind of talking erratic, couldn't understand what he was saying, so I knew it was a spirit there. Because God said, you know his children by the love for one another. And you know an evil spirit because you kind of feel that that resistance. And say, with God, that love, that evil don't go together. And so I just spoke to the demon, told the demon to shut his mouth. God was delivered. Okay, when he was you delivered. Don't argue, what, what, you don't want to argue with a demon because he's going to get you off what you're trying to do. You just tell him where to go, and, and, and we have power and thought over the enemy. The Bible said we have power and thought, and nothing shall be made to hurt us. So the enemy don't have power now. A sinner, yes, he has power over a sinner because a sinner don't know Christ. But when we come in Christ, we have power of authority. Oh. And, and just so just so y'all know, with regards to when Humphrey mentioned earlier that uh, turn that when this person died, that they was turned over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. That's in the Bible. First Corinthians five. First Corinthians five. Apostle Paul actually recommends somebody be turned over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh, that their spirit may be saved 
in the day of the Lord. I know people have a hard time understanding that, hard time believing that, but it happened, folks. It happened. Again, they, their body, the church has the power, and y'all just have to forgive that loud noise. I apologize. I heard it too. But y'all, um, Humphrey, do my favor. Why don't you try this? Because I, I, everybody, I'm sure, is enjoying what you're saying. But do my favor and just call right back. And maybe we may be, we may get another line. All right. Just hang up and because we got it's real bad. We want to hear everything you're saying because you're doing. I mean, you're really saying some good stuff. Call right back, please. All right. Yeah. But uh, but uh, uh in, in that way because we can get a better line. That was really, really, really loud. But uh, what the Apostle Paul was saying was this person. It said First Corinthians five said it is reported that there is fornication among you. Such fornication that has not been seen among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's mother. And he said that I, even though I'm absent, I'm there in spirit. And I say that you turn this person over to Satan. This is a believer now. This is a righteous person now, but they was misbehaving, sleeping with their father's mother. And all type of other sexual sin. This person was out of control. Paul says, turn them over to Satan. Turn them over to Satan. He's talking to the church. He says, turn them over to Satan, that their spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Now, <laughs> the church has the ability. This is, I know this sound way out there, but you got to understand, folks, and Humphrey is back. Let's see if his line better. Uh, Humphrey, you there? Yeah. yeah can That's you a me? little better. It's a little better. Yeah, it's a little better. But uh, Apostle Paul and the church use this authority that they have to turn people over to Satan. And I don't know whether or not they just all got together and prayed and say, we resist you, person. We turn you over to Satan. I don't know if they say Satan is yours. I don't know what they said, but whoever it was, if they if they did it and took Paul's advice, this person no longer lives among the living. They 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 deceased, but their spirit, their spirit was saved in the day of the Lord. The spirit was saved. Their spirit was saved. So they was all right in the end because their spirit was saved. So that's all I want to say about that. But Humphrey, go ahead with your accounts of yeah. Because well, people need to understand this: this spirit man is the real man. This this flesh of the man is gonna go back to the dust. But that real man, your spirit man, either gonna go to be with God, or it's gonna go to hell to be with Satan. And the Satan has got people fooled to believe that once they did, they just, they just did. And, and that's the sad thing about it because once once this life is over with, if you have made your peace with God, you're lost. And the sad thing, it, it, it's so simple. Everybody thinks they got to do this, it's got to do that, it's got to do this. No. It's just like if I, it's, say for instance, it's Christmas, I come and bring you a gift. I gave you that gift. You didn't have to pay for it. You didn't have to pray about it. I gave it. That's the same way with Jesus. He came as a gift. All we had to do is accept him. Plain and simple, easy. But people rather trying to find all kinds. Of, Satan trying to use all kinds of tactics to get people to think. Well, you got to stop drinking. You got to stop smoking. You got to stop doing this. You got to stop doing. It. No, it, it's so simple. 
because a lot of people going to miss heaven because it's simplicity. I mean, real simple. I mean, simple. Let me ask you this, Humphrey. Have you ever... Um what what do you why do you think evil spirits even come in the first place? Why do they even plague people? I mean, what? How do you open up the door to evil spirits to come, so to speak? Watching TV, watching the wrong thing. A lot of guys taking watching pornography. Oh man, ain't gonna hurt you. Yeah, you get a spirit of lust. Then you want to see. Then you want to touch and have sex with everything you see. But I would say we have to guard our heart. It's just it's like a it's just like a if you turn a tape tape player a recorder and when you want to record something you want to record what's the first thing you do you tell everybody around you to be quiet because if they don't that recorder gonna pick up whatever is being said well that's the same way with your heart and your eyes is your heart your eyes is the wonder of your soul and your heart is like a tape card. Once it goes in there, that's why a lot of people think going to jail change going to jail won't change a person. He's just locked up. He can't get him. When he get out, he's gonna do the same thing because his heart's not changed. Once you get your heart changed, then you can see changes. And the, and the devil knows this. That's the why drinking, smoking, pornography, all that stuff like that. And what people gotta understand: just cause a man makes it, don't make it right. That's what I don't understand about people. They just like smoking cigarettes. No, it won't send you to hell. It won't even send you to heaven. Not knowing the Lord will send you to hell. I mean, you may just go there quicker smoking cigarettes because the Bible said the body is the temple of God. And according to Titus, the Bible said we've been bought with a price, the blood of Jesus. Our body is not our own. And then... Why would you want to do something that's going to hurt you? Anyway, that's something I would never understand. I mean, why would people want to do something that's going to hurt them? I mean, I like me. I'm not going to do anything to hate me. Now, I would hate to shoot somebody, but I'm sure I'm going to shoot myself. So I'm not going to do anything to hate me. Anyway, get back to the spiritual thing. And if he can get you, if he can feed you just one lie, that lie going to grow and grow and grow, and you're going to start believing that lie. And then once you start believing it a lot, he got you like that. So that's why it's always good to watch the company you keep. You may get, you show yourself friendly, but old saying, if you if you lay down with a dog, guess what? You're going to get fleas. So you just have to watch the company keep. I mean, you can be nice, sure about the love of God, speak to him and all that, but you you know, you just, you just can't run with everybody. You just, just can't do it. You got to keep yourself. God said He's a holy God, and you got to keep your heart right. You got to keep what comes in your your eye gate, what comes in your ear. Remember, your heart is like a a tape recorder, and whatever's being sent around, whatever's being shown around, your heart is steady receiving that. That's when you got to guard your heart. You got to guard that heart. And the sad thing about the Bible tells you, you got to work out your own salvation. You can't worry about what your friends think, making fun of you. Stuff. They made fun of Jesus. So you, you you can't worry about that. You can only die 
and go to heaven or hell for yourself. Your friend can't count for you. Your mama, your daddy, you got to count for yourself. So you need to know Jesus as your personal Savior. Don't worry about what people say. I'd rather have people laugh at me on, on this side of earth than to go to hell and have the enemy laughing at me because he deceived me and thinking there was no hell. But the choice, you know, the choice up to people. God is not going to force you. The Holy Spirit won't force you. Like you said, he's a gentleman. Now, Satan, he'll, he'll lie and deceive you. He'll get you believing them lies and get you in there. But once you go on the other side, it's sad. There's, there's, there's no return. And there's no such thing as purgatory, people being, being prayed out of that now. And then these people will think they're talking to their dead people, their sisters and aunties. That's a lie. That's a, that's a, that's a lying demon because the Bible says there's a fixed gulf. Once you die, you can't talk. I, I don't want to talk to my mom. I mean, I miss my mom. I don't want to talk to my mom because the Bible says there's a fixed gulf. So if you're talking to somebody, you're talking to a familiar spirit. You're talking to somebody that knew your parents, you knew your brother, knew your sister, but that's not them. That's a demon. So the Bible says he's a father of lie. He's a great deceptor because he's been around thousands and thousands of years. He, he got, he, he, he's like a truck driver. He got a lot of experience on his belt. You get a guy who never drove him with a pickup, he's not a truck driver. He never drove an 18 with him. Guess what? He get behind that wheel, he, he wouldn't know what to do with a big old truck. So, you just got to guard your heart, watch the cup you keep, read God's word every day, and just keep yourself cleansed by the watching of the word. Go ahead. Humphrey, let me ask Humphrey. Yeah. Brother Humphrey, let me ask you a question. Now, you mentioned something earlier called familiar spirit. I guess last week talked about that a lot. Break down what that is a little bit more, familiar spirit, familiar spirit. What exactly is that? A familiar spirit is somebody that knew somebody. Say got a, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Say your mama, daddy, somebody. Familiar spirit is now if somebody if a, if a spirit comes to somebody that you don't know, you won't accept that. But if he comes with your brother, sister, or somebody you knew, I mean, familiar means somebody you knew, somebody you familiar with. That's when you call a familiar spirit, because he's not gonna come with somebody you don't know. Uncle Bob, I don't know no Uncle Bob, but if you had Uncle Bill, you may accept that spirit as Uncle Bill. Well, it's not Uncle Bill; it's a it's a lying demon. What's called a familiar spirit because it's, he's familiar with somebody you you knew, so you wouldn't be talking to that person. You're talking to a demon. This, this deceiving you thinking that's that person. But like I said, there's a fixed gulf. Once that person passes, go to heaven or hell, they can't come back and talk to you. These people go into these psychics and stuff like that. Well, let me get on psychic too, because psychics, they think that's a gift from God. Now, God don't charge nobody. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. If you know, like the Bible says, my sheep know my voice, voice of strength when I follow. Anytime you got to pay somebody to tell you something, you run away from that person. Because that's not of God. God will tell you something free, and He's going to tell you something that's going to help you, not going to hurt you. These people going to these psychics trying to find out this and that. No, no. That's 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 a that's a familiar spirit too working through that person. Well, and let me let me kind of reiterate what you're saying. 
you know, it's kind of odd listening to you talk because I know a lot of people are saying things like, well, I notice his brother don't call the father Yahweh or Yahweh. The Hebrew name, he calls him the father God. But yet, here you are talking about some things some of them don't know. And that's why I brought you on because I'm telling y'all, you can be calling the, the Most High by His proper name, but if you don't believe in the evil spirit, I'm not gonna take you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock y'all for doing that, because if you've researched and found out the name of the, the more proper name, use it. But the bottom line is, if you don't know who the enemy is, if you don't believe in evil spirits, if you don't believe in angels, if you don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, if you don't know the power of the Holy Spirit, you're not really even in the fight. You know. The most I know we've been put down in on this earth. He know we don't know what to believe, what books to trust. He know we some of us don't know his name. And some of y'all researching, y'all gonna change probably three more times as far as what name you call the most high before it's over with. I mean for real, for real. You know, I've been studying this thing about twenty years and I bet I don't heard ten different names. And I don't wanna get into the debate about what the proper name is. I'm the show tonight is about spiritual warfare. This is the brother on tonight, and he he's uh, just sharing. Uh, Hoppy, hold on a second. Wait, I'm gonna put your I'm gonna I'm gonna mute your line just for a second, okay? Alright. I'm gonna come back to you though, cause it's real loud. And we gonna come right back to you, Humphrey. But your 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 line is so loud, it's amazing. We can even hear you. But uh, this brother is a brother uh, that that I respected. He has a family. They have uh, a lot of things that a lot of us aspire to be and want. I'm not saying they're perfect, but Humphrey has fruit in his life. And I look at fruit. I look at things like, you know, your marriage. I look at your kids. Do your kids love the most high? How do your kids turn out? You know, I know kids going to make mistakes. I know the Bible says that they that if you raise a child the way they should go, they uh, won't. They will depart, but they'll come back. You know, it talks about that. We'll raise the child the way he should go. When he's old, it says he will uh, return. So I understand all of that, but at some point there needs to be a return. And uh, I just like Humphrey. I've always liked his brother. This is one of those brothers that give you his arm and his leg. And I put him on hold not only just so I can not hear that loud noise, but also to say this about him. I don't just let anybody on this show. I don't. Everybody want to talk. I don't let them on the show. I let regular, everyday people that re, that you can relate to. You heard him say he's a truck driver. Humphrey have done so many things for me and not even have charged me. It's not even funny. I felt almost bad. But this is one of those brothers that will really give you his last, his last and his last. This, this brother is the real deal, I'm telling you. But not only that, I've seen him go to a church and experience racism and love people through it. I don't mean be an Uncle Tom laughing when they're nothing funny. I mean just having, just continue to understand that this white person is being used by the enemy and loving that person till they end up being his friend, breaking them down. I mean, I've seen him do this, and, and this is why I, I speak so strong about, yes, I do love white people, and I ain't scared to say it, and y'all don't always hear me say that, because they are not the enemy. They Y'all know these people. You live with them. You work with them. Some of y'all marry them. You go to, I mean, we, we know them. They are not the enemy. They don't possess that kind of power. Some of y'all want to make them that powerful, but they don't possess that kind of power. 
we're talking tonight about the real enemy. I'm going to bring Humphrey back on, but I just want to say that about him real quickly. Humphrey, be thinking about this before I bring you on. Be thinking of some more situations where you showing up had a problem, a brush with death or a brush with evil spirits, and you know that the Most High brought you out because people need to hear tonight about some show enough miracles. They need to know that we are in a real war, and our war is definitely not with the white man. You know, I don't know what it is, but I draw lots of people around me on this blog that is fighting the white man and calling him this and calling him that. And he wasn't born like we are. He didn't come from the same genes as we come from. And he is all this strange stuff, strange stuff. And at the same time, a lot of these brothers and sisters ignore what the Africans do to each other. They ignore what black people have done to each other. They ignore the hideous crimes that we've done to each other. They ignore serious evil in Africa, like with the Rwanda situation. They was interviewing one of the brothers, and Humphrey will come to you in a second, uh, but they interviewed people in Rwanda that was a part of those massive killings. And those black men, they had the camera on and they said, we saw you killing this lady. Why did you have to chop her up 40 times? We saw you. And the guys, they didn't deny it. Why was it important that you throw the baby off a cliff, sir? We saw you do that. That's why a lot of them was in prison. That's why they, they was interviewing them in prison. And they knew that these men had done this. And they said, well, why was it important that you had to chop a woman up 40 times or how many times? And I never will forget that brother's answer. Some of y'all that are in love with Africa, you should be in love with Africa because I think everything comes from Africa, civilization. But you can't be so in love with black skin that you can't understand that black people can't be used by the enemy. Watch this. This guy from Rwanda said, that day we were evil. That day we were evil. And that's what me and Humphrey and whoever else is going to be sharing tonight is going to be talking about. What make people do these hideous crimes? It's a brain. It's a, not a brain, but it's a being. It's it's a, a mind. I don't even know if you use the word mind. These are spirits that can do uncomprehendable evil and uncomprehendable good. Talking about the angels. So go. Let's go back to Humphrey. All right, brother Humphrey, you're back. I'm sure you heard me ask you to get some things together. So go ahead and share with us some more. Uh, Brother Humphrey, I yeah. was just saying, I know you got to go, but just, just share with us some more experiences you, you have for the people where uh, people will, will come into a more revelation that that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principality, spiritual wickedness in high places. I mean, you got quite a few people on the phone lines listening right now and people in the ch- in the chat room. I'm, wa- I'm trying to monitor the chat room, y'all, so uh, if you ask a question, just give me a minute to get to you. But, Humphrey, uh, we got folks in the house. Just, again, just share with us any other things that might come to your mind, the most I may bring to your mind that, 
this some straight up proof, bona fide, hardcore evidence. And uh, anybody else, I don't know if Christine is up, she's probably asleep, but anybody else that has, want to mm-hmm. share, if anybody else want to share, they're welcome to share as well. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying go ahead, go ahead. We we can hear you. Go ahead. Oh, I know people ought to see what all these hit and run accidents, drunk driving, and stuff like that. I just that's one scheme on the enemy right there. People drunk driving, drinking, innocent people getting killed because the Bible said the enemy comes to kill, kill, and destroy. So with, you know, common sense would sometimes like it's escape people. If you're going to do something like that, you just stay at home. But when you get out there, you know, drunk drive, you got a lot of innocent people that are being killed because that's what the enemy come to do, deceiving people, making thinking they can get out there and drive when they're drinking. And, you know, you all have control of your mental faculty. All your, you know, you have an active front of innocent people being killed for no reason. So Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh you hear voices saying you can do it, go ahead, you can drive. See, I never thought of it like that. I just think of they just drunk. But when you lose that control of the mind, you know, alcohol alters the mind, you know, alters the thinking. The enemy does work with that. I know a lot of times, you know, back in the day when we were single, you know, they said when you get women drunk or get anybody drunk, they're, gonna, they're more apt to have sex, they're more apt to do whatever the inhibitions they have So. I never looked at it like an evil spirit, though. That's pretty deep. Or evil spirits, because it makes you vulnerable. Anytime you don't have control of your mind, you're vulnerable to that spiritual realm. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, so I never thought of that, Humphrey. That's a, that's a good one. I never thought of that. So anyway, folks, uh, I'm not going to hold you. I know you got to go, man, but I just... I just wanted to just, again, just bring this brother on and just let y'all know this is an old friend of mine, and I know that uh, he and I, again, worship years at churches where uh, this is what's believed. We are in a warfare. We are literally in a war, just like Vietnam, and we were taught that the enemy is out there to steal, kill, and destroy, speaking into your mind, speaking into your spirit is really what it is, speaking into your spirit. And it says things to to get you to to, to make decisions that cause setbacks. Sometimes the enemy don't want you dead, per se. He wants us all dead, but he can't take us all out. So if he can't take you out, he'll also try to keep you living but yet dead in your mind and in your spirit. You know where I'm coming from, Humphrey, on that? Yeah. Yeah, what's called deception. <laughs> if you deceive you, think you're all right. Anybody in their right man, if you stop and think, why would you want to smoke? Because you're killing you, slowly killing yourself. Why do you want to drink? Because you said drinking yourself, you, you, you're really pausing your, your liver and stuff like that. Um, so, the enemy really get people to destroy their own their their own self, you know. But but the things they do, because when you know, a man is right man. Now, on a pack of cigarettes, to say the surgeon has said, cigarettes is harmful for your health. 
but yet people smoke. Okay, let's take it to the natural realm. Now, would you go in the store and buy a big old pack of meat? You say, if you cook this meat, this meat may possibly be poison and may possibly kill you. You know, buy it at your own risk. I don't think nobody would buy that meat. But yet they'll go buy a pack of cigarettes, and it, and it tells you. It just goes to show that the natural man don't it, it, it's, it's deceived. Now the spirit man, the, the real man, said, "No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do this, man. If this, if this gonna harm me, and I'm gonna do this." And then you you hear people say, "Well, I, I got to die or something." Yeah, right. The first time that doctor came, come in and tell you down the castle, what's what's your first thing? Because God put that in your heart. Is it want to live longer? You going to say, my doctor, I'll stop smoking. Do what you have to do. But then all this time you've been smoking. No, you said you were going, you might well die or something, but when the doctor tell you you're going to die, then you want to live. So then see you being double-minded there. But if you take care of yourself, don't smoke. Now, all counsel come from smoking, but why take a chance of doing something that may add to the problem? I, I can't see that. It's not with it. Well, listen, Humphrey. Before you go, man, I know you're tired. You gotta get. You're gonna crash. But give us one more account of again any type of dealings with evil spirits or even angels or something the Holy Spirit share with you, and it turned into being 100% bona fide. Something that help you. Pearl, I'm trying to pick your brain. I mean, something that you experienced that. It's just unbelievable. I mean, every time you tell somebody, they go, "Wow, I can't. I just can't believe it happened." Because again, again, just well, you know, I, I go back to. Well, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to hold that thought. I want you to hold that thought. The reason why I keep take, trying to take you back to this because again, we have lots of people that's listening. They already believe in the Most High. They're not going to hell. I mean, I mean, unless they just choose and they backslide or something. A lot of people listening, they already. Believe in the Most High. I have lots of people that follow me that they are already in uh, the real church. They believe, but they don't necessarily believe and are taught about spiritual warfare. They're not. They only is used to the natural realm, which you can see, taste, touch, and smell. They believe in psychology. They believe in eating right. They believe in exercising right. They believe in this is how you keep sickness away which is a very good thing to do to keep sickness away, but there is another way because some sicknesses don't have nothing to do with what you eat, takes what you put in your body. Some of my spirits, remember Christ? Yeah. Praying for the woman that was bowed over, and he said, Ought not this daughter, being a yeah. daughter of Abraham, uh, she was a Hebrew, and he said, Ought not this daughter, being, uh, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, be healed? She was stooped over. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says he prayed for her, and as soon as he touched her, the woman stood up. Now, listen, everybody didn't have a spirit that he prayed for. Everybody didn't have a, what they call a spirit of infirmity. It has a name, spirit of infirmity. Some people were sick because maybe it was something they ate, and they needed a miracle because they it wasn't a spirit. It was something wrong with their body. But this woman has something called... Uh, uh, spirit of infirmity And Christ prayed for her And the spirit left And the Bible says when the spirit left This woman stood upright 
she stood up right, something she had never been able to do all her life. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that there is a such thing as a spirit of infirmities, a spirit of infirmity. Something inside of your body, alien, a spirit, and once that spirit leaves, the ailment leaves. So yep. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to try to look that up real quick. And, and uh, But Harvey, go ahead what you was going to say about uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes, some 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 sickness is spiritual. Some is inherited from the from the bloodline because the Bible talks about, uh, you know, covenant. A lot of a lot of people, uh, grandparents or something like that, was in some kind of demonic involvement, and that enemy can come down to the bloodline because he feels. Well, you was in this, so your family, that, that's what's called a bloodline curse had to be breaking. But I'm going to go back to when my kids, when I first got saved, when my kids got sick, they, I prayed for them. I stayed on their knees. When I got up, they was healed. And none of my kids from the time they were small, I think my, I had a baby son, I think he healed. Heard his broke his arm or something like the above and that. I always prayed for him. And God always healed him. He, he honored my prayer because I, I stayed on my knee. I mean, cause medicine is all right. I'm not telling anybody to take no, not taking any medicine. But you know, you got to have faith to believe God for certain things. Now, now I'm hold sick. on a second. Now hold on a second. You, you you said that like that was just nothing. You do it like you combing your hair. But people listening to you. And you see well, a whole lot right there. According to your faith, be it under you, according to your faith. So everybody right, right. But, faith. but what I'm saying, but hold, hold on, hold, hold that thought. And by the way, folks, Luke, the book of Luke, 13 and 11, is where the woman was had that crippling spirit. It's called the spirit of infirmity. It is not an ailment. It's not something you can take vitamins to get rid of. This woman had a spirit, and this Spirit calls her to be bound up. But go ahead, uh, Humphrey. I wanted you to just talk about a little bit that healing, a little bit more of your kids. Yeah, because they hear me all the time. Just like, just so you know, they hear me all the time talk about this. But I want to bring in some fresh blood talking about this tonight. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, like I said, all 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 sickness is not from the enemy. Some are like bloodline curses, and some some is from you know people not taking care of themselves. But when Jesus came, you know, he you know, he said he said all power and thought have been given in us and see according to your faith be it unto you. Like I like I said, I'm sixty two years old, I had a left thyroid removed. I don't take any medicine, period. I mean, God has blessed me, I I'm I'm healthy. Uh I still have twenty twenty vision at sixty two years old. Uh because once once I learned about you can have what you say so when I got saved at 29, I started speaking what I want. So God has blessed me to be healthy. And, but, you you know, but it, it, it's not only just, you know, speaking God's word, living God's word. You yeah, also got to eat right, exercise, too. Yeah, I think that was wrong with a lot of people. You know, you, you got to, Scripture says, faith without words to dead. So you, you got to do your part, too. You know, you just can't sit back and say, well, Lord, I'm going to believe this, and I'm not going to do nothing. now. It don't work that you You have to do something, too. You know, like I said, faith without works is dead. But 
But God is a God of healing. That's that's that is a miracle. Cause I remember my daughter, with my older daughter, when she was 11 years old, she didn't like to wear glasses because they called her four eyes. So I prayed for her. So she didn't wear glasses from the time she was 11. Oh man, she well she don't wear them now. She still wearing contact because they got different colors and stuff like that. So she thought that was pretty. So that's the reason why she wear wear contact. Well, then, but I pray for her. She's 40 years old, so she don't wear glasses. Period. So, prayer works, but you got to believe it, and you got to keep your heart right. You got to live right, and you got to know God will answer your prayer. Now, that's that's some strong stuff. Anybody on the phone lines? Anybody on the phone lines? Got any questions for Humphrey? Anybody in the chat room got any comments about Humphrey? Uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. Just press one on the phone lines, and, and, and I will uh, let you talk to him. I'll let you uh, ask the brother a question. Anybody, again, with questions for Humphrey, please uh, let me know. I think they're just enjoying you, Humphrey. Again, we got people in the chat room and on the phone lines just listening. Uh, so, uh, and, and I just posted, I posted the chapter and verse of where that woman had the spirit of infirmity was. Again, that's Luke uh, 13 and 11. Spirit of infirmity. You couldn't take, she couldn't take vitamins to get rid of it. There wasn't no physician that can get rid of it. This was a spirit. When the spirit left, the infirmity left. Yeah. You know, some diseases ain't like that. Ain't no spirit at all. It's real live body cells, and it's no spirit. It needs to be a creative miracle. You need a miracle in that situation. But this was just a spirit. It was just there keeping her bound for all those years. Eighteen years this woman was bound. Wow. And what people understand too, especially when you when you're not saved, Satan feels he owns you. Which he don't own anything. But he has a right to you because if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. He has a right to be in your life. But when you accept Jesus, all that right is nullified. Because they're like Adam. You know, he was the first man and he and you know, him and Eve opened the door to Satan way back there in the garden. So when he fell then Jesus had to come back to get everybody back. He's the second Adam. So without knowing Jesus as a person saved, you still under that first Adam. And uh, so you still under that that, that curse. So until you get off on that curse, you have to creep those things. You have to creep without a power. That's so. true. That is true. That is true. Well, you know, if you don't belong to the Most High and follow an example of Christ, Humphrey is right on point. I cannot add to that in no way, form or fashion. So anyway, my brother, listen, if you have anything else to say, feel free to share it. Otherwise, I'm going to move on, and um, and hope you, hopefully if you do, uh, uh, if you don't have anything, you'll keep listening, and uh, you can always press 1 again and come back later and comment. Um, so anything, any last words, Humphrey? God bless you. Watch with your eyes. Oh, you broke yeah. up. Say it again. You you broke up. You broke up. You said, God bless you. That was the last time we heard you. Yeah. Watch what you watch. 
listen to what you listen to. You may not think that's important, but listen to what you listen to. Because like saying, the blind leading the blind, all, and the sad thing, a lot of this, this music I hear these youngsters listen to and stuff like that, see, that's that's where the enemy is entrapping a lot of young folks, listening to that music. Now, why would you let somebody take you there? I'm not going to hell for myself, and I sure ain't going for nobody else. So I watch what I watch, I listen to what I listen to. But like I said, your heart is like a tape recorder. You put the wrong thing in there, guess what? What you put in, that's what you're going to get out. Old saying, with what you eat <laughs> and what you become. So people need to realize this is a serious thing. This is only one time thing. Because once you leave this world here, there's no second chance. Everybody talking about how hot the weather is. This is nothing like the Bible with comparing hell gonna be. You can never die. You never rest. You never sleep. You in torment twenty four hours, seven days a week. Uh, there's no end to it. That's a that's a horrible. I don't even want to think about nothing like that. I don't have to because Jesus is my personal savior. So people need to wake up. Stop being deceived. Go on and accept Jesus. Hey, I'd rather die knowing that I'm trying to do right than to die in my sins. And like I said, Satan was in heaven. He got kicked out. I've never been there. So I'm going to get my chance to go, and I'm going. And he's, and nothing going to stop me from going. Well, all right, my brother. Listen, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your testimonies uh, and your conviction and, 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 and your salvation and especially your um, experiences with the spiritual world, with evil spirits and what they're trying to do to kill, steal, and destroy and just letting people know that they are real. I really appreciate that. All right, bro. All right. Okay, folks, y'all been listening to Humphrey, just a, one of my friends here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Ain't no no stranger to spiritual warfare. Um, uh, just another one of those people I know that, hey, got a serious, serious testimony. Humphrey can go a lot longer. He got a lot more to say. And uh, just like me, he's probably been in longer than I have. I gave my life to the Most High in, in uh, 1979 and was called a minister in 82 and, and – uh, didn't find out what I was administered to, to about till about 20 years ago. But uh, Humphrey been right there, and that brother know a lot. And, again, I like to have people on that have fruit in their life, not just somebody just talking about something they don't know about. That brother right there has character. You know those people that you see and they convict you because they live in it? He's one of them. All right? So, anyway, folks, um, I want to um, just, just kind of reiterate what tonight's show is all about. Uh, I brought him on because he, he he couldn't stay up. But uh, uh, again, the purpose of the show is that this is a response to Thursday's show. We haven't mentioned much about Thursday's show yet, but I wanted to just uh, have a show to respond to Thursday's show and also to bring on some additional people that have some experience with the spiritual realm. And uh, any of y'all on the phone lines right now, and you have had serious encounters with the spiritual realm. Don't be shy. You ain't got to be no minister. You ain't got to be no, just be somebody that have had serious one-on-one contact with evil spirits or angelical spirits, which uh, we everybody know that evil spirits, everybody should know that evil spirits are fallen angels, and angels that have not fallen are 
the angels that's out to the Bible said they have been sent to be ministers. Uh, minister, uh, they're sent to minister to those of us to be heirs of salvation. Now, those of y'all that say, where is that at? Again, the Bible says angels have been sent as this, the ministering angels, ministering angels to those that be heirs of salvation. And if you have your Bibles handy, you can find that in uh, uh, Hebrews 1 and 14. Hebrews 1 and 14 says that angels have been sent to the earth to assist, basically that's what the word ministry means, assist those that are a part of the salvation process. Those at the Most High have been invited the Most High into their life, and they're trying to follow his path, his example Christ's example of how to please the Father. These angels have been sent to assist those people, empower those people. Angels are the ones that protect us, not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit protects us, okay, with knowledge, because once you have knowledge, that is the ultimate protection. But, I mean, as far as, you know, like burglars or something like that, the Holy Spirit, that ain't his job. It's the angel's job to, to protect us. And the Holy Spirit's job, the Bible says he has been sent here to reveal who the Father is. He has been sent here to reveal who the Father is. He has been sent here to reveal who the Father is. Christ said that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. Christ said the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. Remember that? Y'all remember when Christ said that? Come on now. Uh, That's John 16 and 13. Okay? He's called a spirit of truth. So, folks, tonight, again, those of y'all that my Hebrew brothers and sisters, Israelites, uh, that have found out the revelation of who the true Jews are, and you're excited about that, and and you've changed your life, and you've embraced it, and that's a good thing. I'm not knocking it at all because the world is going to know for it's over with. Those of you Egyptologists, you found out great things about Africa or Kemet, and you just beside yourself because you want the world to give Kemet its proper respect. You want the world to sit down and shut up and be taught by these uh, ancient forefathers, and you're excited. Remember, continue to, to, to learn and do the things you're doing. I'm not saying stop. Keep seeking. Sharpen, sharpen, sharpen yourself. Learn how to say things faster and smoother. Get your facts together. Get your source together. Continue, continue, continue. But don't forget this. Don't forget this show. Don't forget last week's show. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. This war is not with flesh and blood. This war is not with people. This war is not with people. You say, well, there was an Iraqi war, yeah, but the, the real war is not with people. Yeah, billionaires get together and they want some oil over in Iraq and they fool the Congress into going over there and lie. This war is bigger than that. As a matter of fact, this war in the spiritual realm is what causes the wars you see in the natural realm. Because both evil spirits and Angels are warring in the spiritual realm. I'm going to share something with somebody, everybody. Anybody listen to this show probably have heard me talk about this 
But I want to share this story because some people don't know this. I'm going to share this, and I want everybody, you got to have your Bible for this one. you got to have your Bible for this one. You're going to want to write this down. All right. Again, those of you who have heard me talk about this before, just bear with me, please. i got to say that this is one of the most powerful, powerful accounts in the Bible of spiritual warfare. Uh, if you have your Bibles, please turn it, please, to Second Kings 16. Second Kings 16. And let's see here. Should we start? I'm sorry, Second Kings 6 and 16. I'm trying to think which verse should we start at here. Y'all really want to hear what goes on in the natural realm? Check this out. Second Kings six, and uh, we'll start at verse. Um, let's go ahead and just start at verse number uh, fifteen. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him. Alas, my Lord, how shall we do? Verse 16. And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. What you have here, folks, y'all just heard it with John. You don't need me to tell you this. But there was a servant. He had a master, which was a prophet. And the Bible says there was a host that compassed the city with horses and chariots. And this servant said unto his master, a prophet, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And his master, which was a prophet, said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha, the prophet, prayed and said, I pray thee, open up his eyes. He prayed to the Father. Listen to this. Open up his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Round the body, Elijah. Again, you have a young man who had a master. The master was a prophet. The young man saw the enemy all throughout the city. And he was fearful. He said to his master, how shall we do? In other words, how are we going? What are we going to do? Because obviously these people came to, to get them. And this prophet prayed and said, open up the young man's eyes. That's all this show is tonight. It's just a little simple show saying to the Most High, open up these people's eyes that they can see 
there is a rim outside of what they can see, taste, touch, and smell in here. Folks, I can bring on so many people, so many people, but I don't know even know if it's worth it if you don't believe the Scriptures because you can explain everyone I'm away and say, well, that's just how you feel. You didn't really see this, and, you know, maybe the doctors made a mistake when they said you had this and when you had that. I mean, at some point, you got to just believe the Scriptures. That whole Bible is full of nothing but the most high intervention in the lives of men on what we call a miracle. If he speaks to a prophet, that's a miracle. Because this is a God you can't see. I'm going to say that again. If he speak to anybody, it's a miracle. Because it's something you can't understand. It's something you can't see. So tonight, I don't want to take this lightly. Some of y'all know this stuff, like the back of your hand. Like the sisters that was on last week, and I'm going to talk about them now at this time. In this, you just don't get it. You don't understand how people don't know this, but they just wasn't raised in it. And some of y'all wasn't either, so don't put these people down. I know I don't because there may be other areas of life they know just like, you know, and you don't know, and you and I don't know about. So let's turn our attention now to the show on last week. I have some very interesting comments about last week, and I'm sure some of y'all probably do too. First and foremost, let me just say this. The sisters, I believe, did a wonderful job in talking about spiritual warfare and talking about the powers that be. And I, I love the way they was. They just was as real as it comes. That was a real account of spiritual warfare, and I thank them for it. Having said that, I want to say something. At the end of the show, it sounded like I was chewing out one of the sisters the main guest, the main uh, the guest, Sister Tiffany. I mean, Sister Tiffany, Sister Jennifer. I don't know why I want to call her Tiffany, but uh, I was just concerned because she kept saying, "I, I haven't found anybody that has the gifts of the Spirit operating in me. I never seen this, and I, I never seen nobody being used like I have." And I was just really trying to get people that was hearing them to understand what I thought she was saying. But after listening to the show, it's been some days now, I have to say this about people with gifts like Sister Jennifer. This sister, you heard those ladies tell you that she laid hands on them and cast spirits out of them. And I believe them. I think them sisters were telling the truth. I just want to say this. And I hope Sister Jennifer is listening. Anybody know her, share this with her. Sister Jennifer, I believe, is real. I believe she have prayed for those people and spirits have come out, all of that. But I perceive the spirit of somewhat a prideful spirit. And uh, sometimes when you get used of the Most High and you paid your dues to be in his presence, you kept sin out of your life and, it don't mean you're righteous now because your righteousness is just filthy rags. But I'm talking about just just keeping sin at bay where you can't. Because when you're full of sin, you're full of guilt, and that guilt cloud out your hearing, you can't hear the most high. So what if for whatever reason this sister, either she has given them given the gift by the Holy Spirit, 
Maybe it's a gift from birth. I don't know. But she's able to really have a lot of encounters with these spirits and, and different things, and I applaud her for that. People like that, though, can be very dangerous at the same time because one minute they're casting out demons, they're talking to these demons. I'm telling y'all, y'all, please believe me. If you have never been in a service where somebody is having a deliverance service and people are screaming, it is very, very, very scary. Grown men that fall in wars will want to run to the back of the church. It is nothing to play with. It's worse than looking at the exorcist on a theater if you see it with your own eyes and you know beyond a shadow of doubt that that sister you've been knowing all your life is not playing on that ground, sounding like a man, her voice sounding like a man, and you know that's not the neighbor you live next to. You know that's not sometimes that's your, you know that's not the person that you sleep with. Sometimes it could be a spouse. You know, you see a man with a woman's voice or a woman with a man's voice and uh, one person with three different voices out of their own mouth. This stuff will scare the heck out of you, I'm telling you. Well, some of us have seen it for many, many, many years. And <laughs> if you take a sister like Sister Jennifer who walks up in a church like that, and just start commanding them to come out, or maybe I walk into a church like that and I command them to come out, or somebody else, Brother Humphrey, was just on the show, and and they walk up in a situation like that and command them to come out, and these spirits come out. Trust me, you will begin to look at these people a little bit bigger than life because nobody is going to go near that person if they're not right. I remember a brother named uh, Brother Milton. Uh, 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 let me get it right. Let me think. Hold on. It was, was it Milton. No, it wasn't Milton. What was that guy who used to come for service? I'll think in a minute. It'll come in a minute. But there was a, I was a member of the Church of God in Christ, Holy Tabernacle, right here in Fort Worth, Texas. You can Google it. Pass a sample. This is the same church Tamla Man used to go to. She went when I went. And I was a minister on staff there. And I remember Mel, uh, 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 Melvin Smith. Melvin Smith used to come there. And uh, he used to have these deliverance services. Now, I want you all to listen to this. Everybody on the sound of my voice, please listen to this. I promise you, I will not lie to you. This is the real deal. This man will come every December. And every time he would come and he'd cast out those spirits and have those spirits crying out, I would get so intimidated, and I wouldn't run to the back of the church like some people would, but I'd be kind of close to it, but I would never want to be right up on the person. And, I mean, I saw this stuff all my life as a kid, but it's just you. every time you see it, it's almost like a, on an airplane. You know, an airplane, you ride forever. You take all kind of flights, and then when that bad flight happens, you just like it's your first time. That's how this is. You, you know, you just can't get used to these, these spirits, man. If you're not right, anyway, this brother will come every December. And every time he come, I would never be the one that want to be touching these people because it was just too scary. I was just terrorizing. I mean, everybody was. Everybody was. Ministers that's been sitting in that pulpit forever, 
it might be two of them out of nine of them that want to be involved. The rest of them is far from these people. Only two of them will be bold enough to go down there because these spirits be telling you about yourself. They sometimes be familiar spirits, and they will tell you what you're thinking, and you'll be thinking that. Or they'll tell you what you're fearing, and they'll be right. And sometimes Melvin Smith will put the mic right by these spirits because he wanted people to hear what they were saying and what he was saying, more importantly, what he was saying. But since the mic was right there by him, you could hear these spirits. And he'd be talking to them and stuff, sometimes asking them their name, not always engaging them like that. They don't let them just take over, but sometimes it gets a little verbal with them. And so I would just be terrorized. And then I'd say, man, just wait, just wait. Next year I'm going to have my act together. Next year I'm going to be able to go down and talk with these spirits. Next year I'm going to be able to fight. Next year I'm going to go down there, and I would be always just feel like when that brother leaves, I would always be just, I would just be just broke down and sad because I was not, I didn't feel like I was powerful enough to go down there with him. He would ask the minister to come down there too, and I just, you know, you just ain't nothing to play with. If you ain't got it, you're not going to go down there. It ain't no time to be faking and shaking. If you ain't got it, you ain't going to go down there. I wouldn't go far from them, though. I would be down there in the vicinity, but I just wouldn't, you know, participate. And I would say every year I was going to go. And every year it seems like it got worse and worse. So what am I saying? Why did I bring this story up? I brought that up to tell you that these things are real. They're very intimidating. It's not something you're going to see and say, oh, I think that's a spirit. Sometimes they are are mild. I take that back. Sometimes they are mild. Sometimes it is the way a a person could be influenced by a spirit, and they're not having no voice like that. Sometimes it's just a thought. You get spirits talking to you. You, listener, on the sound of my voice. You hear uh, evil spirits speaking. And don't think I'm trying to curse you or nothing. It's just if you're on this planet, you are engaging with these spirits. You might be defeating them. You may be beating them down. They maybe can't get much play in your life because your mind is given to the Most High. You're seeking the Most High. You're seeking His Word. You're constantly praying to Him. Maybe you're fasting a lot. You're loving your neighbor. You don't walk in unforgiveness because those are the two biggest windows that come in. Unforgiveness, hatred. These these secret sins is how they enter your life. Unforgiveness, I don't know what it is. But if you know anybody that's walking in forgiveness, let's say, 10 years, it's almost a guarantee you they house evil spirits. I don't understand it. It's just one of those things I've never really researched. I know I should, but it's almost every time you see these people and their bodies have been taken over by these spirits and these spirits are speaking to them, when they do get uh, taken care of or delivered or set free and you find out what was the problem, it's always, always, always seemed like unforgiveness. I don't know what it is about unforgiveness, and hatred is another one. Hatred is almost guaranteed. When you see somebody walking 100 pure bona fide hatred, you can just go to the bank and believe that they have evil spirits. That's what allows South Africans to shoot down kids with uh, automatic uh, weapons. Kids, child, school kids, shooting them down like they're ducks, that's because they hate them. That's hate. So this is why I won't be trying to hear nobody on no hate the white man kick. This is why, y'all, I'm so strong against that. Look like we have a question or a comment. Sorry, I didn't see your hands just now. I don't know how long you had it up. But air code 661-349-1111. Uh, 
Uh, go ahead with your question or comment. Let me know your name and your where you're calling from or what name you want us to call you tonight and where you're calling from, please. Hi, you can call me Cynthia, and I was basically going to say that... Where are you calling from, Sister Cynthia? Likely, people don't go down because... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Sister Cynthia, where are you calling from? Oh, California. Okay, California, that's good. Now, we just like to know... Go ahead. Um, spirits jump. And if they know that they have a house that they can dwell in, they're definitely going to manifest in there and they're going to come back even worse than what you already experienced previously. That is correct. That is correct. Have you had experience with that before or something? No, I just know the word. Okay. And his okay. word says that they're going to come back. They they came back uh, into another spirit like seven times more. So they are definitely going to come back even stronger and try to overcome and assimilate anything that you've already thought that you've conquered. And, and just so everybody knows, she is absolutely positively correct, Cynthia is. In Matthew 12 and 45, 12 and 45, I just want to read this real quick, Cynthia, you can keep keep on going sharing. It says, then goeth he, talking about the evil spirit, this is Christ talking, then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so is she, even so shall it be also until this wicked generation. What he was saying was when a person is delivered from an evil spirit, that spirit will come back. Just like some some tenant threw out of an apartment or house and they missed their home. They missed the control. It took them forever to get control of this person, and they finally get control of this person. They get used to using their body, and then they kicked out by some prophet or something. Now they comes back, and they they'll bring with them seven more spirits, so they so this thing won't happen to them again, folks. That is straight up Bible. I just wanted to interject there, sister. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to, you know, speak that because. It's not necessarily that someone else is fearing, but maybe they just know the word and they know that they're fighting their own demons. And therefore, they don't want something to jump on them. Because like you said, we don't fight against against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual warfare. I didn't understand what you were saying by it's not. I'm sorry. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you fine. But I'm saying I didn't know. I didn't quite understand the angle you was coming. You were saying that you said that there were some ministers that stayed in the pulpit, and okay. possibly it's something that they themselves are fighting because we don't know each other's heart. God knows our heart, so therefore. If they know that they're fighting something, 
and maybe they're reflecting on what's going on, that they just said to themselves, I don't need to be involved because I don't need this to come on me. Well, I can tell you right now, the minister who is, I hate to say the name because y'all did probably Google it, but this pastor was right down there in front of her. It's almost like he got to be because it's his church. And this spirit looked up at him and said these exact words. You're fearful you're going to lose your youth. You're fearful you're going to use your youth. Can you believe that? And he did not say, you're a lying spirit. I command you to shut up or anything. He just looked. See, these spirits, they're in the spirit room, and they can see stuff. So can we once we lose our body and we become spirits and we die. We'll be sensitive to, you know, these five senses is locking us into a certain atmosphere. Without these five senses, we probably have 95,000 senses. I know that's hard to comprehend, but you can pick up all kinds of stuff. No, but I understand senses, what you're saying. Because I I see things in dreams, and it's amazing to me because people always want to ask me, did I dream about them? Did I do this? Just like even today, or I'll go back. I was at work, and I had had a dream about this young lady that she had, that she was pregnant, but I knew from my dream that she wasn't going to keep it. And she ended up having a miscarriage. And the spirit had already told me to tell her, don't worry about it. You're still going to be blessed. And I told her that, and lo and behold, she's pregnant again. Well, I don't really like to tell people my dreams because I honestly see things And when I do try to warn people or if I tell them something, it's like, oh, you're talking negative. Oh, you're this. Or, you know, even if it's something good, it's just like people then start coming to me and they're like, what do you see? And I tell them all the time, it's not what I see. If I have a dream about you and... I feel like the spirit is leading me to tell you something. I'll go ahead and tell you because I don't want anybody to be in the dark. But I don't want to tell people stuff and then they're negative against me and then that hinders my spirit. So Go ahead. So Sister Cynthia, it sounds like you have been dealing with evil spirits and the spiritual warfare for a long time. Just, I mean, I'm kind of guessing. Is that correct? Um, I have always been raised a certain way, just like yourself. I've always believed. So, therefore, it's like I feel like I know. And... Like you said, I don't want to be prideful because I don't want to say that it's my talent. And I tell people that all the time. You know, I can't just pop up and say, this is going to happen. No. Um, just like this young lady was asking me, she was like, <clears throat> have a dream about me, have a dream about me. And I was like, I can't make my mind do things like that. But if I do, 
I'll disclose it to you in private, and it's just between me and you. Just like today at work, I told them, I said, this girl passed by. I said, I had a dream about her last night. And this other girl said, that's because she's pregnant. And it's just little things that just gives me confirmation that, you know, God is still speaking to me. And yeah, it, it sounds like, now I'm, you, you correct me, but it sounds like, the, folks, just so y'all listening, you're wondering what, what, what exactly she's saying. There are people that have gifts. They have gifts. And I don't believe that it's necessarily of First Corinthians, what was it, 12? We just talked about the nine gifts of the Spirit. I don't believe it's that. It's just a gift they have as human beings. Most high, the Bible talks about these gifts coming without calling or repentance. There are gifts that people have. Now, I could be wrong since that's why I say you let me know what you feel about what I'm saying right now, and it's okay if you disagree. But I feel like what you have is a, just a flat-out gift. There's some people, they just can see things, and it's not one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. Nine gifts of the Spirit is discerning of spirits, word of right. wisdom. And I, have, word of, I have other spirits also. Like, I have this, the spirit of healing. And... Mm-hmm. And I could name off to you numerous occasions where, like I said, it's not my gift. It's just something that was given to me. And well, let me say I this. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this because the gifts of the spirit is as the spirit will. This is what I was trying to tell the young lady last week. And uh, and uh, this is not Sister Jennifer, is it? No, not at all. Oh. Okay, okay. But I was, you kind of sounded like her. But this sister I was saying to her last week was she, and I think she was frustrated because there's not people that's operating like she wanted to. And she kept saying, I don't see nobody that's got it like I got it. She didn't say got it like I got it. She says, I don't see nobody that have it like the most I showed me. And I was telling her in so many ways that, those are some very dangerous words because it's as the spirit will. It ain't when you want it. And if he is using you, it's only because you're making yourself available. And if you're making yourself available, it really ain't your business if somebody else is making themselves available. That's the Holy Spirit's job is to use them or not. And for you saying ain't nobody else doing it or what you're doing, that really ain't your business. It's kind of dangerous because... When you say that, nobody else doing what I'm doing, and then nobody say nothing. It makes you look like you you over people, and then that's what makes people worship you, and then they miss God because they're following you, and that's what we right. do now. But, but uh, you on that end, I'm not saying all that to you. I'm not saying all that to you. No, I understand you. totally what you're saying because when people come to me and they're just like, did you dream about me? Did you do this? Can you drink? And I'm just like, I don't do it. It's not me. And if I do dream about you, I will tell you, you know, I, because I don't want to try to make up something out of the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? I, oh, a big time. I really want to be spoken to if I need to warn someone or just like with the other young lady, because I was conversing with a family member, and I said, you know, should I really tell her she's going to lose her baby? Because... 
ultimately that was the dream. And she did. She lost the baby. But I just couldn't bring it upon myself to tell her. The only thing that, that came upon myself then this, like you say, the higher power, God, I'll, I'll say his name, came upon me and said was just confirm to her and encourage her that she'll have another baby. Wow. Wow. I would, first thing I think of is the Holy, are you there? Yes, sir. First thing I would think of, the Holy Spirit used me like that is, I would be saying, okay, if I say to her she's going to lose her baby, she's going to believe it, and that faith in saying it is going to make it really come to pass. But I guess the Holy Spirit tell you it's going to come to pass anyway. But I would be trying to do something to prepare her for when that happens. But well, when you do, when you do you, but you do whatever the Holy Spirit tell you. I ain't gonna don't don't listen to me. No, no, tell you, I'm telling. That's why I didn't tell her that she was gonna lose her child. What I said to her was, you know, just let everything happen like it's supposed to happen. I'm just telling you, don't let this be your your end. Don't let this end your marriage. Something better is going to come. Everything good happens out of what we think are the worst situations. And basically that's how I was talking with her. And right. anybody now hold on a second. Anybody in the chat room listening, please dial the phone number quickly because you're about to get disconnected in less than oh about a minute. You need to call seven six zero two eight three zero eight three eight. I'm putting this on the phone in the chat room. There's a number right there. Seven six zero two eight three oh eight three eight. Call it quickly, 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 or you will be disconnected. You won't be able to correct the show. So call it quickly, everybody in the chat room. They're going to continue listening. Go ahead, my sister. No, that's all I was saying. You know, because he doesn't want me, just like I knew any accident that I've ever had, and I've had major accidents. When I say major, I'm saying things that should have taken my life, and they have not. I mean, I've ran oh. under a diesel. I've flipped cars, I've had head-on collisions, and I've never been hurt, you know. And that's not for me to brag, but it's just for me to say that he's sustaining me for a reason. Well, I remember, I actually remember talking to you now. When you mentioned those accidents, I remember talking to you, and I remember telling you, why do you think you're having so many but we talked about that that's unwalking the bridge. But, yes, Cynthia, I remember talking to you now. But listen, my sister, I want to ask you a question. For those that are listening and say, okay, Brother Seth, this is the second show you've had about evil spirits, and I'm beginning to believe this stuff is real. What should I know? What What, what do I do to learn more? What do I do to not have them inhabit my body? Maybe they already have. What do you say to a brother like me or a sister like me? What would you say to them, Sister Cynthia? What I would say is is study the word because everything will be revealed to you. Just like you said earlier, he, he said, open their eyes. Your eyes will be open to what you need to know. And it may not happen 
right when you think it should happen, but it will happen. And if you listen, you'll understand that it's happening when you need to know it. Because his word says that he'll provide our needs. It's not just what we want, because maybe your eyes are closed to something that you shouldn't be exposed to. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no. I just basically, you know, want to say that I've enjoyed your show. I don't know if you're going to cut off right now, if you're going to continue an archive. But I'm going to continue. continue. Well, it's good hearing your voice. I'll definitely continue to listen. Okay. And it's good hearing you, and I'll go ahead and put you on hold, but it's good hearing your voice. That was Sister Cynthia from California. She don't probably know, but I remember talking to her, and I remember her being very smart. And, again, she brought a lot to the table. I love it when people have something to say. That don't mean if you don't have, if you're not as uh, knowledgeable as Sister Cynthia, don't don't press one. I'm not trying to scare you all. Whatever you got, we need it. We need everything. Everybody's not going to be some scholars. Just whatever you got, bring it to the table, okay? At this time, I want to do something real quick. I want to give scriptures of demonic possessions and different people that got set free from them. I'm going to put it in the archives uh, while I'm speaking. So if you don't get to write it all down, don't worry. Just listen to the show again and, and slow it down and hit stop because I'm going to go kind of fast, Okay. All right, but this is, is the first verse I want to give you is Ephesians six ten through eighteen. Ephesians six ten through eighteen. Here, this is where it starts out saying, "Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil." It goes on to talk about how the real warfare, the real warfare. It goes on to say, "For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against principalities." Against cosmic powers, this must be a different translation. Uh, powers over uh, powers in, oh, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenlies. And it goes to tell you to take out, take therefore up the whole arm of God and how to stand against. That's a really good reading. Ephesians six ten through eighteen. You got Acts sixteen sixteen through eighteen. Acts sixteen sixteen through eighteen. Write this down. Matthew 17 and 18, Matthew 17 and 18, 1 Peter 5 and 8, 1 Peter 5 and 8, Matthew 5, 1 through 20, Matthew 5, 1 through 20, 1 John 4, 1, 2, 3, 1 John 4, 1 through 3, Deuteronomy 18, 9, 9 uh, through 14, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14, James 4 and 7, James 4 and 7, Deuteronomy 32 and 17, Deuteronomy 32 and 17, 1 John 4 and 7, 1 John 4 and 7, Matthew 12 and 22, Matthew 12 and 22, Leviticus 20 and 27, Leviticus 20 and 27, Le- Leviticus 17 and 7, uh, Leviticus 17 and 7, John 4 and 4, uh, John 4 and 4, Hebrews 2.14, uh, Hebrews 2.14, Ephesus uh, 6 and 12, Ephesus 6 and 12, Galatians 5.19-21, Galatians 19, uh, excuse me, 5.19-21, Luke 22 and 31, Luke 22 and 31, 1 Peter 1.13, 1 Peter 1.13, 1 Timothy 4 and 1, 1 Timothy 4 and 1, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 9, 2 Thessalonians Second Thessalonians two and nine, Second Thessalonians two and four. Again, two and four. Ephesians five and eighteen. 
Ephesians 5 and 18, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 3 through 4, 2 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11, 2 Corinthians 6, 19, 19 through 20, Romans 1, 132, John 8, 44, John 3, 16, Luke 22, 3, uh, Luke eighteen eight, Luke seventeen one and two, Luke. It's a lot of scriptures talking about spiritual warfare, talking about a world behind our world, talking about beings with no bodies, different influences they do. Um, Luke ten and eighteen says, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Uh, Luke ten and seventeen, Luke four thirty three to thirty six. Matthew sixteen twenty three, Matthew nine thirty two to thirty three, Matthew nine and thirty two, Matthew four twenty four, Daniel one and twenty one is major. This was a war described, carved out, circle that one. Daniel ten one through twenty one, Isaiah fourteen and twelve, Isaiah fourteen and twelve, uh, Isaiah two ten through eighteen, Psalms one on six to thirty seven. Uh, excuse me, 106, 37, 2 Chronicles 33 and 6, 1 Samuel 19, 9 through 10, 1 Samuel 16, 14 through 15, 2, uh, excuse me, 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 16 and 14, Genesis 6 and 4, Genesis 6 and 4, you know, Genesis is, is uh, <laughs> this is from the beginning now. Genesis 6 and 4, okay? Did y'all get that? Genesis 6 and 4, Genesis 6 and 2, Revelation 22, 16, Revelation 12, 7 through 9. We're almost done. Revelation 12 and 3, verse 9, 5 and 18, Hebrews 12 and 1, Hebrews 9, 27, 2 Corinthians 11 and 1, 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 5, and 5 and 1 also, 2 Corinthians 1 22, 1 Corinthians uh, 5 and 5, Romans 8 38, Acts 19 19, Acts 17 11, Acts 10 38, John 12 and 6, just a few more, John 8 58, John 1 14, Luke 16 26, Mark 9 48, Isaiah 6 1 through 13, that's a good one. Isaiah 2 and 6, 2 Chronicles 32 and 30, 32 and 2. Now, for those people listening who previously said there is no such thing as no spiritual warfare, y'all just smoking on something. Y'all, Sister Cynthia, your hand is up. I know you didn't mean it to be up. You just had words. Press 1, and if you have words later on, Press again, then we'll see your hand freshly up. But right now, it looks like you, this is from when you said when you spoke earlier. So just press one if you don't mind, Sister Cynthia. Just press one one time, and then if you have something later on, press one again. Folks, all those scriptures I read is talking about spiritual warfare. Either, either demon, fallen angels, they were saying and doing, and. Uh, different people's response to those fallen angels. In most cases, I can tell you they was cast out and they were defeated. So you can follow me or if you could just simply go back in the archives and pull up every one of those scriptures and read for your own uh, uh, enlightenment this world that exists behind this. So tonight, 
the goal was to simply make it less spooky, less comical, take it out of la-la land and make it a reality. Again, our enemies have never been white people or black people or Chinese. The Bible talks about three enemies we contend with day and night, 24-7. The world, the flesh, and Satan are fallen angels. The world, the flesh, and Satan. Tonight, tonight we've talked about one of the three enemies we talked about fallen angels or evil spirits. But you also have the flesh. That is a part of us that craves evil 24-7. It's not born again. Christ did not do any. Christ, the Most High did not do anything with the work of Christ other than uh, 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 give us the Holy Spirit to help us overpower this flesh but the flesh we still have we still have a very evil nature a part of our makeup somebody say why would the most high make us with this part of us so evil well I believe the reason why he did that is so we have a choice evil is always present with us along with good the Bible says it like this to show you why I make that why I, why I said what I said. The Bible says, "I press put before you good and evil, good and evil." The Most High put it before us, not Satan. The Most High put evil before us, not Satan. The Most High put evil before us, not Satan. He said, "I put before you good and evil. Choose good." I put before you good and evil. Choose good. Some of y'all not familiar with that. The scripture says, I put before you good and evil. And then he said something very different. He said, choose good. Choose good. Choose good. This can be found in Deuteronomy 30 and 15. Okay? I put before you good and evil. That's Deuteronomy 30 and 15. Read up on that. So I'm not making none of this stuff up. The Most High is the one that put before us good and evil so we would have a choice. This is the beauty of a choice. Had not we been able to choose, we would be mere robots, and he could not get any glory because we had no options. It's like a woman and dating a man. You know, if there's only one man on the whole planet, he can't feel too special. But now she pick him from millions of men some are wealthy, some are not. Some are look more handsome than he is, some are not. Some have better speech than he does. I mean, if this woman picked this man out of that whole stack of men, 
then that man, that man feels special. That's kind of what I'm saying with the Most High. I believe that he put before us good and evil and made the flesh even feel good and pleasurable. You ever notice things that are fleshly is pleasurable? That That's the biggest enemy, probably more so than the evil spirit. Matter of fact, for sure it is. What's pleasurable? The brother was er- talking earlier, Brother Humphrey was talking earlier about drinking, how people can, you know, so bent on drinking. But, uh, I mean, all these fleshly things, they have that kind of hold more stronger, and I think they're more uh, cause more damage to us than 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 anything Satan's uh, 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 spirits do anything. I think they cause us more pain, more problems, more setbacks than anything that come from evil spirits. That's what I think. I'm gonna say it again. I believe the flesh causes us more problems than evil spirits. Yes, we're talking about this whole show has been talking about evil spirits, and I'm telling y'all the biggest enemy. The biggest person, the number one person to hold you back, you, listener, the person that has done more pain to hold you back in life has been you. Your choices, the things you choose, the things you didn't know to choose, the things you chose and made the wrong decision, the things we drew from our faith, the things we drew from our fear, you know, all the crazy stuff we believe, ignorance. All, In other words, we are our biggest enemies, but second. The number two thing, you know, I'm going to say we're our biggest enemy and we all get influenced by, you want to know what influenced us is what I'm, what I'm saying right now. What influenced us the most? Worldliness, flesh. And evil spirits. Of the three, I think the flesh is number one. It, it, it influences us more than any other thing. These fleshly, fleshly cravings, cravings get us more than anything. The world is what everybody else, their own. The world is, when we say the world is the enemy, the world, what is the world? Worldliness. That means everybody else outside of you, their flesh, their evil spirits that's going on with them if there's anything and they're the world they listen to. So worldliness, world mean people outside of you where their spirit their spiritual state. So it's three enemies we have, the world, the flesh and Satan. Of the three, I believe the flesh is to give us the most problems. I think it gives us the most setbacks. I think it's the biggest problem then I would say worldliness and last, yes, it's last, evil spirits. Because most people, most people I do think have demonic activity in their life, but evil spirits have to, it's, you have to give them access to you. And just because you don't go to church, or read your Bible, pray every day, don't mean evil spirits can just grab you. Many of y'all have been raised by your moms, your dads, your grandpas, and you know a lot of good, strong stuff where evil spirits can have access to you. It's kind of like you're a giant hotel with a bunch of rooms. You know certain things not to do and say, and every one of your windows is closed. You know not to be on Satan's turf, some of y'all. So it's hard to get a person to be possessed. Demon possessions is hard. As wicked as we are, it's hard to be demon-possessed. You know, you have to do a lot of violence, a lot of things for Satan to get that kind of trouble. But demon-oppressed, 
to have demons constantly talking to you because you, you're giving them grounds to or you're giving in to them and they're trying to get access to you. That's all of us, I think. It's, I think it's most of us. We come and we go. Some of us, it's more, the enemy is more successful with some of us than he is with others. But I think all of us hear their voices. That's what I meant to say. All of them, all of us hear their voices. That's what I meant to say. Not we are all demonically oppressed. Okay? But, folks, this is so real. So real. I'm just wondering how y'all feeling on this subject. Anybody in the chat room? I want to chat on this or anybody on the phone lines. If you got a question or comment, please let me know. I really want to know tonight what y'all thought of Thursday night. You know, those sisters was getting pretty deep. A lot of things they were saying was pretty strong. And I want to know what y'all think of it. I really want to know <laughs> what y'all think. Like I said, uh, I thought, you know, I know uh, – you know, I was so glad Sister Jennifer allowed the Most High to use her to bring those sisters to the Lord and to the Most High and, and get them clean, and get them uh, out of the clutches of Satan. I was thankful for her allowing the Most High to do that. But at the same time, I just had some concerns with her saying, I, 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 and it could have been healthy. Maybe she didn't mean no harm by it, but it just sounds, it just sets off something to me when I hear people say that I that much, especially if they have those kind of gifts operating because I know what that means. And she, I'm sure she know where I was coming from. You start talking like that, folks will worship you. You start challenging people saying, I don't see nobody else used like me. Nowhere. People will begin to say, well, why, wait a minute, why come no one is char- uh, challenging her? Well, maybe she is more powerful than everybody else. And they start gravitating and asking her questions and getting her approval and needing her approval and needing her. And that kind of stuff is what set people up to fall. Sometimes people ain't wicked. Sometimes these leaders ain't bad. But the people is what turn them into gods. And when they turn them into gods, these men and women fall. And that's when they do something stupid because they open themselves up for demonic oppression and or possession. And that's when you really got trouble once the enemy get access to them. It's a dangerous thing to have these gifts. It's a dangerous thing to be able to see into the spirit realm. Not always as cool as people think it is. It's like the sister Cynthia was saying, you're now responsible. Now you got to tell people something. You got to, you know, now you, how would you like to be minding your own business? You look at somebody and you know beyond a shadow of doubt they're going to be dead in three days. It's a word of knowledge came upon you. That's called a word of knowledge comes upon you, and you know, you know, you don't be doubting it. I'm telling you, when this, if, if this ever happened to you, if you, if you stand it close to the Most High, and the Most High uses the Spirit to reveal uh, this, to drop a word of knowledge into your spirit, I'm telling you, it's something. You will not doubt it. You, you say, well, I wonder, uh, you know, you won't be asking me, did I have a word of knowledge? Because you're going to know that you know that you know that this person is going to be gone in three days. You don't want to say, how do I know that? Why do I, how do I get know that? You're going to be asking yourself that, but you'll know it. So speaking of that, let's briefly go over the gifts of the Spirit because I don't want y'all to just lose talk about the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, and have everybody scared to even breathe because sometimes when you talk about evil spirits and demonic possession, 
I know in the previous shows, and I have done some previous shows on this, folks. That's another another thing. Those of you who really want to learn more, you really inquisitive, listen to the previous show we did. I think it was April, January, February. It was April the 15th, I think, was part one or two. But go into the archives of Five Smooth Songs and, and look at those, listen to those shows. We go deeper into demonic possession with scriptures and so forth. This was a show just really letting others come to the forefront and share their experiences and let people know brother self and by itself. That's what all this is for, just to share how other people have had these same experiences outside of Brother Seth. Sometimes you need to hear somebody other than me. And I'm not talking down to y'all like I know everything. Some of y'all know circles around me. You've experienced this more so than I have. I'm just sharing what I know and what by allowing my friends and, and different people that's uh, my guest to come on the show and share. Okay? Uh, I want to do something real quick. I want to take a short little break, and we'll be right back. I want to get something to drink, and we're going to uh, drop a few more things on y'all. And uh, <laughs> a few more things on y'all, then we'll we'll end the show. But check this out. This is Clark Sisters, Overdose of the Holy Ghost. Don't think they're being emotional. This is real. This is real. Sometimes I wish these songs, the way people talk about it, almost make them sound like they're not real because folks make it like Superman-ish. But what they're talking about in this song is very real. They're just saying we need an overdose of this power. We we'll right back, folks.
All right, folks, we're back. Again, you're listening to Five Smooth Sonics and Brother Seth, and we're talking about advanced spiritual warfare and the world behind everything. We responded to last week's show. We had the sisters on, and they really, really, really did a good job uh, explaining different things that they had went through. I um, just was moved by, you know, every time I hear people talk about it, it, it just, you know, it does something because I have my experiences, but my experiences is not your experiences. Some of y'all listen to me right now, and you might not feel like you can talk on this, but you got something to say. Believe that. you. I know y'all have experienced some stuff, and you may not want to talk about it because it may scare the hell out of you, and you may get nervous when you talk about it. You may you may cry when you talk about it, but everybody on the sound of my voice have had some dealings in that underworld that, that that spiritual realm, and you might not understood it. Maybe you don't understand the gifts of the spirit and all these things, but trust me, it is nobody innocent or or not innocent, but nobody can say well, I don't know what they may say. I don't know what you're talking about, but if they listen and think back long enough, trust me, they have had dealings with this realm, this real realm. So my question to my Hebrew brothers and sisters and the Egyptologists out there and the Christians out there that don't believe, because not all Christians understand what I'm saying, because many of y'all live in these churches, y'all go to these churches, uh, and y'all have no clue about what I'm saying. You have no clue because you've been taught tradition, and the Bible says the traditions of men have made the word of God of none uh, can't even talk tonight it said the traditions your traditions have made the uh, word of God of none effect that's what it says your traditions have made the word of God of none effect so if we uh, and, and so some of y'all's churches I said I'll say some of y'all's churches is just full of just doctrines they just you know and you really should go and tell your I shouldn't say tell your pastor I started to say it though but you need to get up out of these dead churches. If they're not telling you about spiritual warfare and constantly teaching you how to war in the spirit and how to uh, understand what's going on in the spirit, if you can't break, get a prayer through the spiritual realm, folks, you, I don't know what to tell you. You're like a child. It's not to say you're not, I don't respect you as a human being or a person or an adult, but I'm saying where it relates to really seeing the real world, you're like a child. If you don't see and understand that the world we see is not all there is, think about it. Everything you can see, taste, touch, and smell and hear was a thought first. Just look across your room or yet right now. The living room, kitchen, bedroom. Just look around. Just look around. Everything that you just saw was in somebody's mind, was a thought. And some of what you see ain't wasn't ain't even a complete thought. Maybe they was lazy with getting it done and you only see a piece of what they was trying to do. So the rim you're looking at ain't even complete. Not everybody that invent got it all out, 
not everybody that oh man wow I wrap this show up I gotta wrap this show up and I just want y'all to know those Israelites those uh, Christians those different people that are listening I promise you folks y'all need to walk in straight up pure love for all people if nothing else this show should remind you that you should walk in pure love and respect for all people because truly people are not our enemy. Our enemy is, what did I say? Three enemies, the world, the flesh, and Satan. And uh, Ephesians talks about dealing with one of the enemies, and that's talking about evil spirits. And I read that earlier to you, how we're supposed to put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's what the scriptures say. Put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's, that's your Bible all day long. So I'm saying to y'all, if you are here trying to reach our people and you call yourself whatever, a Christian, a believer, a saint, a Hebrew, Judaism, Egyptologist, Kemet, whatever you want to call yourself, if you don't understand the, the, the fact that a lot of evil that you fight and that you hate and that you want to destroy originated not with man, but with these evil spirits, even lies, things that we talk about like uh, Willie Lynch. If there, I heard that that wasn't even true. It don't matter if it was true or not. Any Lies like that come from men, all right. They might have wrote it, but they was inspired of Satan. They was inspired of evil spirits. A lot of the evils and a lot of the pains and a lot of the racism, a lot of the murders and a lot of the, a lot of what we sin is evil spirits. It's using people in their bodies. So I want to just say this real quick and I want to wrap this show up. How do you get rid of them? It's very simple. Submit to the Most High. Submit to the Most High. Submit to the Most High. Every area you find that's not submitted to the Most High, submit it to the Most High. Every area that you're having trouble with, you're struggling with, ask the Most High to help you submit it to Him. Once you submitted every area of your life, listening, you're just like that hotel I talked about earlier with all those rooms. Every one of those windows become locked, and nothing can get in. But if you start compromising and start allowing this particular area to go unchecked, you won't check, you won't judge yourself, you won't let other people in your world in that particular area, or your own little, little skeleton in the closet, well, that area is in danger of being inhabited by evil spirits. I'm telling you what I know. I should be screaming this. I should be jumping up and down around about now because this is some strong stuff. I'm telling you, whatever area you don't give to the most high, then he don't have to protect. And it's in the hands, or it can be in the hands of evil spirits. Evil spirits are not omnipresent. Sometimes you can go without a while before they see these open areas because they're not like the Most High everywhere at all places. They're not like that. They're not like that. They're just angels with no bodies, but they can see, like 
Brother Humphrey was saying earlier, they can't reach a mind, they can't reach a spirit. They can they they can only they only know where your mind which has to do with your will, they only know your will and your mind by what you say. And based upon our conversation, which is why I read that scripture earlier where Christ told his disciples, From henceforth I'm not gonna say much because the God of this world cometh and he have nothing in me. You got to watch what you say, like Brother Humphrey say, because evil spirits listen what we say, what we declare, and this is how they gain access, one of the ways. So, anyway, I just want y'all to know I really appreciate y'all supporting last week's show, this show. Look like it's going to be quite a few people that have listened tonight. And I want y'all to know the purpose of this show is just simply to expose the enemy. Nothing else. I ain't trying to scare nobody. I ain't trying to make keep y'all up at night. So if you can't sleep tonight, don't be troubled. Don't fear evil spirits. They don't have no legal grounds to be uh, in you, on you, as long as you submit to the Most High. If you're not submit to the Most High, ask Him for grace and mercy. Ask Him to help you. Help Him help you to submit. Remember this: the man that said in the Scriptures, Christ said, "Do you believe I'm able to do this?" He says. Uh, have my unbelief. Remember, the Father is a Father. He ain't a tyrant. He ain't trying to just throw everybody in hell. He loves us, and he sent Christ to make it very uh, possible for us to be in his presence by offering up his life for our sins. Sin is taken care of past, present, and future. Uh, People, behold your Father. You can go straight to him. It's not like in the Old Testament where you have to go through all these priests. You can go straight to the Father. And if evil spirits are plaguing you, the Bible talks about how the Holy Spirit will drive them away. And don't forget we have angels that have been sent here to minister to those of us that have been born again and is following the Most High. Simple, simple, simple. I'm going to end with... uh, Holy Spirit, we call on you. This is another old one. These old songs, just just tell it. I would advise you, do not hang up before this song go off because it's got a lot of meaning, a lot of solutions, a lot of answers to what we've talked about tonight. And just kind of fill this song out and just get into it and, and uh, just know the Holy Spirit is going to lead us and guide us into all truth. I gave you all scriptures. I've told you, I've shared with you tonight how we need to turn our lives up to the most high every area of our life, and the enemy cannot touch us. Don't fear people talking, talking all that weird, scary stuff I mentioned earlier. That's when you start trying to get the spirit up out of people, and it can act up, and it don't have to leave. Spirits do not have to leave if we give them legal grounds to be there. If we tell the most high, this area I don't want you to touch, you can have this area, this area, this area. You know, you can you can do this, Father, but you cannot touch my kids. I don't want to. I don't want you talking about my kids. I'm gonna raise my kids the way I want to. No, I'm not going by no Bible. Or I'm gonna treat my spouse according to the way I want to, not your will. Or I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. Well, you do it your way. You might as well just say you do it the same way, because once you kick the most out of your life in a particular area of your life. There ain't nobody left but you and Satan. I'm telling you, you're not gonna end win, win that fight. Evil spirits is not going to allow you to run your life the way you want. It's either the most high you're following or you're following evil spirits because you have no power to deal with either of these ancient old entities. Here's Sandra Crouch. 
an old one but a good one. Holy Spirit, we call on you. We call on you. We call on you to lead us and guide us and, and show us the way. So, folks, check this out, and I'll see you all on Thursday. As a matter of fact, let me just tell you about Thursday. Thursday's probably going to be a recorded show because I saw the job tomorrow, and I'm working 3.30 to midnight. There's no way I can have a show if I'm at work. So it'll probably be a pre-recorded show unless I can get my shift changed. So most likely I probably won't be. So Thursday may not be a show, may not be a show. And then next week, the following week, Tuesday and Thursday may not be a show again. So I may have shows on Monday. Just just watch the listing. Watch the listing. Come to Five Smooth Stone and just kind of watch the listing. Uh, but most likely it's going to be my Mondays for the, at least this today and then next week, and then that's it. And same with Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, it's going to be a recorded show those days because I won't will be at work. But listen, some of y'all say y'all love the show. You love the show. You love the show. Follow us. Simply click the follow follow button right now before you go to bed and follow this show. Please follow the show. And when you get a chance, go to the website as well. Good night, everybody. Here's Sandra Crouch. I love every single one of y'all. And ain't nothing you can do about it. church first, but let me just say this. Um, uh, well, there we go. Let me let you hear this. Never mind.
Holy Spirit. 